If you've seen Roast Battle on Comedy Central and thought those comedians were too mean or took a joke too far, you ain't heard nothing yet. Join Brian Moses and DJ Coach T for Roast Battle, the podcast, as they bring you weekly shows and interviews from the world-famous comedy store in Hollywood, California. Listen to Roast Battle for the most divisive jokes and healing interviews every Thursday in your podcast feed. Subscribe now and leave a joke of your own when you rate and review. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your What's hands up, everybody? Together. Thanks for Put coming out to the UCB! shit what energy my goodness on a tuesday night sit on down get right in there welcome how's everybody doing i know i just asked that but i want to ask it again everybody's feeling good didn't have to deal with that bullshit traffic out front (laughs) what the fuck i'll get into that in a second i want to do one thing which is wish a happy birthday to ryan mcmenamin producer and co-founder of this very show I love his screamo introduction every week. Thank you, Ryan McMenamin, for such... I feel like I'm like a WWE fighter or something. What if I just, like, wore this to go fight in the WWE? And everybody... WWE. Everybody thought it was going to tear away, and then I was like, no, this is how I'm going to do this. I'm going to wear all this shit. I'm going to get the shit beat out of me. Yes, but happy birthday to Ryan. He's a wonderful human being. Thank you for that single whistle. <laughs> that bullshit traffic out front. What the fuck? Literally, what is the point of that? Like, I know we talk about traffic all the time, but like, it is the stupidest thing that we have invented. And we have invented a lot of stupid things. I'm just sitting in my car going, bang, on the side of my door, just going like, this is stupid. Like, I wasn't even angry because like, honestly, I've removed anger from my life. I just have I just have spent like the past couple months I've talked about this a ton and whatever you can have whatever judgment of it that you want I'm saying it you can take it in I started meditating it's changed my life don't get angry anymore I just don't get angry I made steps before that to remove anger from my life like number one I was like hey I'm gonna go by they them pronouns maybe that'll remove some anger from my life then all of a sudden people kept calling me she because that's how the world works and people got angry at other people for not calling me they and them and I was like fuck it call me whatever cause I don't want any anger in my life <laughs> just a bunch of dumb shit I mean we like <laughs> So there's a planet, right? And we have feet. And we can just walk on it. But we decided to build fucking cars. To sit in those, one person at a time. And take up 10 or 15 times the amount of space we already do. While using and burning fossil fuels. And they're called that because it's made out of dinosaurs. The things that were here before us. that got knocked out by a big old climate change. Huh, that's funny. (laughs) Then we made a fucking movie about it where we brought those things back. Not funny. (laughs) 
because there's no punchline. I was just bringing up Jurassic Park for no reason. I'm still shaking off that traffic, so thanks for bearing with me. I almost got in a really bad accident in my car. It was really dumb. almost got smashed by a bus. So I decided to change lanes in a turn, and then I was like, holy shit, that was a bad decision because I've been meditating and I didn't get angry. But I apologized to an actual bus. It's like, I'm sorry, bus. Cool. I'm going to say something funny now. <laughs> it's made interacting with people a lot better. I don't get angry with them as much as I used to. I used to get very angry with people. I haven't been traveling as much as I used to, though, because travel will do that to you. Because you're spending so much time with other human beings. And all those human beings have different amounts of travel that they've been doing in their lives. And you always end up around people that haven't traveled that much. Like one time, I was flying through San Francisco, uh, flying through that airport, and I got into the machine that scans your whole body. But sometimes when I get into that thing, I think maybe money's going to pop out of the bottom. <laughs> I'm going to try to save a middle school or something. But I got into that machine, I put my feet on the little feet in there. Put my feet on the tiny little devil feet. I don't know why I think they're devil feet. It just looks like a devil with heels on. I don't know. <laughs> That's what I imagine when I think of the TSA. <laughs> I am always getting, anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, I get into that machine and then I go to put my hands up and then another person got into the machine with me. <laughs> And I still, I've talked about this for years. Like, I have talked about this guy for years. For years I've talked about this guy. I still, to this day, even with all the meditation I've done, 959 minutes of meditation that I've done, I still don't understand how a human being could look at that single-person machine and go, yeah, that's for two people. Yeah, they're like looking for bombs on your body. They probably do that two people at a time. Two people that don't know each other? Absolutely. That's definitely how that works. Thank you. Are you ready to get the rest of the show going? Yes. Awesome. Uh, this first comic friend of the show, love it when he stops by. He has a comedy show called Cuck, a comedy show. That old thing. Not the comedy show, the word. Anyway, you should see that. I'm not shitting on his comedy show. Motherfucker, now I have to dig myself out of that. He's a great person. See the comedy show. I love Jason that's on the show. Anyway, I was thinking about So's he! Give it up for Eddie Delisepi! Hello! How is everyone? Good to be here. My name is Eddie. Nice to meet you. A little about me. Bit of a late bloomer. I uh, don't have a lot of life experience. For instance, I lost my virginity late. Late last night. And, uh, <laughs> what a gal. What a doll. Real doll. She was a real doll. And, uh, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, when it comes to sex, it's very interesting what people are into, you know what I mean? You know, I met this one woman, she told me, when it comes to sex, I just want to be the boss, which sounds kind of hot, but the opposite doesn't really sound as attractive. I can't be like, hey, when it comes to sex, I just want to be an employee, all right? <laughs> kind of want just to punch in, punch out. I may need a friend to cover for me. Uh, <laughs> my last girlfriend told me I was not good at being intimate. Uh, she said I joked around too much. For instance, she, uh, she has both her nipples pierced, and she has a bar through each one. And we were sitting around naked, just talking. And randomly, she said to me, uh, what's your biggest fear? I go, probably heights. And then she said, can you guess what my biggest fear is? And I went, probably magnets. Uh, <laughs> it's got to be magnets. 
If you have both your nipples pierced and you're not deathly afraid of magnets, you're the bravest person I've ever met. <laughs> you're a hero. I actually went home recently um, to visit my family. Is anyone here have a family? Anybody have a family here? <laughs> I see people not clapping. You're just like really cool looking orphans. <laughs> I don't need a family, man. Uh, my mom is from Peru and she gave me a really Latino name. My real name is actually Edmundo. That's my name. Here's the thing. Edmundo is a sexy name that I can't live up to. Eddie suits me. If someone told you Eddie's coming to the party, you're like, hey, sounds like a great guy. I'd love to meet him. If someone told you Edmundo's coming to the party, you're like, look, I don't know who this guy is, but I'm pretty sure it's going to challenge one of us to dance, all right? <laughs> He's going to slide in with a silk shirt and start hitting on my mom. Uh, <laughs> My mom is an awesome lady. My mom is 67 years old. And here's the thing about all our parents. The older they get, the filter drops. And they start telling you information about you and your family you don't need to know. It was just me and my two brothers and my mom sitting around having a meal, not saying a word. And just randomly, my mom pointed at me and went, Eddie, did you know they are the only one that's circumcised? I just looked at my brothers and went, wow, what a weird way to find out that I'm her favorite. You know what I mean? Like, my brother's like, of course he gets everything. I, uh, my brothers get in trouble all the time. Uh, one of my brothers got arrested for selling MDMA to a cop. Sucks. I told a friend this, I confided in a buddy this, who was a bit of a pothead, and his follow-up question was uh, amazing. I go, dude, Lou got caught for selling MDMA to a cop. This is what this guy says. He goes, let me ask you a question, man. Was the cop undercover? <laughs> yeah, man, he'd have to be. How dumb is my brother is a drug dealer? That's an ambitious drug dealer. Just walk up to a cop in full uniform like, hey, man, I know you're working, but uh, do you like to party? Or... All right, what about your horse? Uh, special K for your horsey, sir. Yeah. I have a very unique family, one really rare quality. Uh, I'm a stand-up comedian, and I've got two brothers, both in their 30s, both live at home, both are unemployed. Do you know how rare it is for a, t for a parent to be like, oh my God, one of my sons tells jokes and has two roommates. Woo, and we're proud. <laughs> um, I don't know how to speak Spanish, which sucks. I should know how to speak Spanish. Here's the thing about Latinos, very proud people. I can always tell how Latin somebody is by the way they react to me not knowing how to speak Spanish. I was in a Mexican restaurant, me and some friends, and this older server saw me and went, hey, where are your parents from? I go, oh, my mom is from Peru. He just lights up and goes, ah, habla español? And I went, nah. And I swear to God, he goes, you're a disgrace, man. <laughs> I just looked at my friends and went, guys, this Mexican restaurant is authentic. <laughs> this food's going to be really good. These quesadillas are full of shame, you know? I find it interesting what people's, uh, right, now everyone's on a certain diet. I, always people are talking about it, like the keto diet. I don't know if anyone's on the keto diet. Uh, if you don't know what it is, it's a high-protein diet that involves fasting. And the number one rule of the keto diet is tell everybody you know. <laughs> <laughs> tell everyone you meet you're on the keto diet. I was talking to this guy at a party. I didn't even know his name. And he was just telling me what he eats. 
you're just getting into it. He's like, man, all right, I'm on the keto diet. I go, what is that? He goes, my last meal, beef jerky, deli meat, and some bacon. I haven't eaten in 20 hours. I'm on the best diet I could be on. I go, dude, I'm pretty sure you eat like a lazy raccoon. All right. How is that healthy? I, am, I think I'm a healthy guy, but I'm not a morning person. That's the thing. I don't have any morning people here, but I'm always blown away by morning people. Especially people that can like accomplish stuff before they go to work, you know, do some yoga, work out, run some errands, make some meals, then go to work. I find that amazing. I can't relate. They'll be like, oh, how do you start your mornings? Like, I wake up and watch everyone's Instagram story. And then I go back to bed and let them reload, all right? <laughs> Let's see what my ex had for lunch. I uh, had a birthday recently, and I'm not one of these people that, who's afraid to admit their age on stage. I'm not one of these L.A. guys. I'm not afraid to admit that I'm in my mid to late early 30s. And uh, <laughs> I was on a date with this woman one time, and she asked me my age, and I said, I was born in 1981. And she was like, oh, you're like the last millennial. <laughs> Which sounds more like an amazing movie, <laughs> the last millennial. <laughs> Just some 38-year-old guy wandering Coachella holding an iPod shuffle. Help me! <laughs> Does anyone have a cord for this? <laughs> Some braless 20-year-olds are like, whose dad is that? <laughs> <laughs> I've been living in L.A. for about four and a half years now, and uh, sadly to say I got in my first L.A. car accident, which sucks. It's an accident that can only happen in Los Angeles, nowhere else in the country. I'm sitting in traffic, 6.20 p.m., not moving. A car hit a car. And that car hit me. Stinks, right? I get out of the car. The person hit me was this tall, beautiful, blue-eyed Israeli man, all right? The person hit him was this tall, beautiful Latin American woman. And all I could think is, wow, this is the only way I could get either of their phone numbers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm okay looking, but I'm not hot enough to be in this accident. You know what I mean? <laughs> Cop shows up. What are you doing here? Buddy, I'm just happy to be involved, all right? <laughs> you guys a lot of fun. Enjoy the rest of the night, everybody. Eddie Dillon, send me a lot of air. Also, shout out to diversity and casting for that accident. Just really... <laughs> Great. All right, I want to keep the show going. What do you think about that? I want, yes, somebody just said yes, please. That's the correct answer. Yes, please! I would love for an entire audience to say yes, please, all at once. Do you think maybe you could do that? Do you want me to keep the show going? Yes, please! Oh, that was so great. I loved it so much. I wish you were up here for that. Everybody get up here. And I'm, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I am going to keep the show going. Everybody good? Everybody settled? We've got more people coming in, and I love this about that. It's just a rolling show. People just, it's kind of a buffet of comedy. I hope somebody brought baked beans. That's my favorite food. during the day. It's not my favorite food ever. That would be ridiculous. That's coleslaw. Anyway. <laughs> I had coleslaw in Los Angeles recently and like, fuck that shit. Like, white people fucked up coleslaw by putting nuts in it? What's wrong with you? And like, I am a white person, so I'm taking responsibility for it, but like, what the fuck? That shit's supposed to be mayonnaise and cabbage. Get out of here with anything else. Thank you. 
<laughs> All right. This next comic, one of my favorites. I love it when she stops by. She's got a show tomorrow night at Dynasty Typewriter. That's not this place, but that's okay. It's at 8 p.m. and it's Sashir Zameda's party time! So party time, Sashir Zameda! I gotta tell you, I love my Tomboy X underwear. They just fit me. They feel great and they look great. I personally love the Micro Modal Black four inch boxer and six inch boxer brief those are my faves so it's time for you to stop wearing underwear that doesn't make you feel confident underwear with more frills and function and underwear your mom got you to fem you up it's time to wear underwear that's made to fit you and how you see yourself that's tomboy x tomboy x has everything from bikinis briefs boxer briefs trunks and boy shorts to soft bras and racerback bras they're all in everyday basic colors and fun seasonal prints and best of all they come in options from extra small to 4x so regardless of where you fall in the size or gender spectrum, Tomboy X offers amazing underwear that anybody can feel comfortable in. Go to TomboyX.com slash hands together and check out their special bundles and pack pricing. Put your hands together, listeners will get an extra 15% off with the code hands together. Again, just use the code hands together for an extra 15% off. Ditch whatever you're wearing for a pair of Tomboy X underwear. Go to TomboyX.com slash hands together. Those white European settlers, their descendants are the people who put those fucking nuts in my goddamn coleslaw. <laughs> God damn it, bullshit. So Shira Zameda, one more time. Yeah. How about we keep the show going? What do you think? Yeah. Some people did it again. Some people clapped. I like the mix of it. I like the mix. I like the mix. Great. This next comic... Number one, it's their first time on the show, so you all know what we do when it's their first time, and we'll do that in a second. It's also their, just their second time in America. So let's give them a warm, very warm welcome to this lovely country that we have here today. Get it going, I'm serious. Paul Donnelly, everybody! Hey. Hey, right. I'm a... Uh... I'm from England, so the sort of people that name pineapples. Um, so to me, it's only my second time ever on stage in America. I did my first gig last night. It's very nice. I, I feel very, I've noted very different beasts, uh, American comedians and English comedians. There's sort of an air of self-confidence and self-assurance in American comics. I don't think we have sort of, you know, they sort of tell you things that they sort of, you should know. Whereas I feel like after everything I say, there's sort of an apology. <laughs> For, just for bothering you. But, um, it's a cool city, this, actually. Jenny, I've never been here before, and um, I didn't, you worry you're not going to fit in you know, culturally. I'm only visiting. I'm technically on holiday, so don't tell the visa office. But um, <laughs> I, um, it turns out, because I'm a vegan, I'm wearing a crystal, and I've got a history of mental health problems. Yeah, <laughs> turns out I think I'm getting a green card tomorrow, so, <laughs> so I fit more in than I ever expected. But it's lovely. I went to um, bloody that supermarket next door. What's that called? Gelson's. Has anyone been to that supermarket? And did you also come out bankrupt afterwards? <laughs> and the confidence thing. I met somebody in there who's the most confident person I've ever met. I was looking at a probiotic coconut yogurt uh, because I am an arsehole. And uh, a woman walked up and just a woman I didn't know, a stranger walked up and saw me looking at it and went, I've had that. It's amazing. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? 
Who has the confidence to see a stranger just picking something up and think, I'm going to go tell them I've had that? <laughs> what sort of decision making is that? Honestly, it's amazing. Because qu I'm quite confident on stage because I've got a microphone and you're looking at me. I've got to do it. It's more pressure than anything, isn't it? What can I do? I can't just stand here and cry, right? <laughs> But real worlds, I'm actually, you know, I, I don't really have a huge amount of it. Like, even, I, um, I, I, got, I got married recently, which is lovely. Thank you. Um, it's the second time, so I don't really deserve a clap. But, <laughs> I, um, but this is how I've realised, sort of, my lack of confidence runs through everything. There's certain things I've worked out. This might come from being divorced uh, in the past. But if you go into your second marriage, or even your next relationship, you're, you're trying so desperate to be perfect that I think sometimes you veer into being creepy because you're like, hiding things that you should just let out. I, um, I worked out recently, one of the weirdest ones. I've never farted around my wife, and we've been together for three and a half years. Right? That is, yeah, your face says it all. <laughs> it was a proper, almost horror. Um, what are the, is there couples in? I can just check what the American yeah. policy is. How long have you been together? One year. One year. You, and what's your t t policy on passing wind around each other? No. Just no. Zero. <laughs> That's good. But is that cultural? Is that um, an American standard? You're, are you together? And you both said no, it is not the standard form. Why is it quite a... Oh, every, every second. Every, every second. <laughs> I mean, that is... I'd argue you should probably skip the rest of the show and see a medical professional, but... <laughs> it's every second. Because um, I'm a zero, zero... Poly I just don't do them around. I'm so, so, I don't know, I think it's that thing. I'm just so scared that will be the thing that makes her leave me or something. But I caught myself doing something that I realised I've taken it to a level that it should not have been taken to. Um, I was like, and normally I'll just nip out and do them in another room. That's nice, I think. Keep some things nice and pure, right? It is. And, uh, but I was lying next to her one night. She'd fallen asleep. She'd fallen asleep quite early and I just couldn't sleep. It was like three in the morning. And three in the morning, by the way, is so quiet. <laughs> it gets every sound just fucked off. So I was just there, like in the abyss of silence on my own. And it was so quiet. Get a load of this. I heard a fart begin inside. <laughs> That's how silent it was. I heard the moment, like the genesis moment of a fart there. And it started sort of pulsating around. I was like, shit, this is going to happen. And I was like, I can't, I can't risk it though. I don't know what the volume's going to be. I was like, I can't risk waking up my wife with my bum hole. So I'm in a blind panic. And I was like, what do I do? I thought, should I leave the room? And I was like, I don't want to leave the room because that opens up a new avenue. What if I, imagine I'm sneaking out of the room to do it somewhere else. And she woke up as I'm leaving the room. Uh, what would she possibly think is going on if she woke up at three in the morning and she just saw me sneak out into a hallway and just go and then come straight back in and that's all that's happened there she would think that's a common occurrence surely so I, was like, I can't do that right I thought I might hold it in and I didn't because do you ever hold a fart in and straight away think where the fuck did that go <laughs> it can't go nowhere innit I'll go somewhere so I'm too paranoid man like I'll get a spot two days later and I'm like that's the fart man it's, it's coming out of my head or something so I was panicking and this is an amazing thing I ran out of time I'm lying there and I just totally ran out of time and this I'm a bit of a hippie man I've you know I've got a crystal and a, but I felt like this came from somewhere else man this was like a sort of an idea I'd never heard or done it just sort of appeared into my mind and I'm running out of time, it's about to come out, and this is gross, by the way, but um, as it's about to come out, out of nowhere, like my body was possessed with my hands, I just parted my own bum cheeks a bit. 
just a tiny bit like that, found out if you do that, you can get a fart out without it catching an edge on the way out. It just, it just comes out. So what I thought was going to sort of smash its way out, I did that and it just went... But if she'd, if she'd have woken up, she'd have been like, did you just hear the devil breathe? <laughs> but um, the problem I had is you can't learn that at five, three in the morning and just go to sleep, mate. I was awake till five trying to work out if I'd invented it. And I thought, I haven't invented that. I thought that's one of them things that everyone does, but no one talks about. Or like, not everyone, but loads of people. I thought it'd be like that thing. Do you ever, I bet you some of you do this. Do you ever do that thing when you're reading and you yawn and just this weird cobra spray of spit goes <laughs> on your book? No one's ever talked about it, but it's actually really common. But I learned the hard way. I went on stage at a gig. I thought, I'm going to check that fart thing with an audience. It's nice. You can do sort of a sort of, you know, a, a check, a poll in, in the crowd. I said to the crowd, I went, guys, do you do that thing? If you need to fart with no noise, you just pull your bum cheeks apart. And the whole room went, what? I went, nothing. Didn't, didn't say anything. Oh, one, uh, before I go, one quick uh, tip. If you're going to try it... Um, you're not going to have to go through something that I did because I'm a pioneer in the field. Don't worry. And this is horrendous, but make sure you just get your fingers out of the way of the airstream. Yeah, it's bad, isn't it? But twice uh, in the old days, I farted on the ends of all of my own fingers. It doesn't sound like a big thing, but you can't wash it off. It's up here. I was honestly like Lady Macbeth for about a week, just crying, staring at my own hands. Uh, it's been a real pleasure chatting to you. Um, I've been Carl. Take it easy. Thank you. Carl Donnelly, everybody. Let him hear it. <laughs> that was very funny. <laughs> that cobra spit thing that he was talking about. Like, me and my friends when we were kids used to do that on command. Did other people do that? And we called it gleeking. Okay, great. I was afraid to say that, that, like, everybody's going to go, <gasps> like, it was some sex thing that we called spitting like that, gleeking, not knowing that it was, like, a sex thing. That was my fear back there. But obviously, it was just anxiety, and I breathed through it, but I said it out loud, so now you're all looking at me like, what are you talking about? <laughs> um, I never do crowd work, so guess what? I'm going to do crowd work for a second, because we have the time, so I'm going to do it. How are, how are you three? Did you all come together? Did, yeah. Oh my god, I'm great at crowd work. Look at that. <laughs> um, did you have a good day today? Did you guys like hang out and do other stuff? Yeah, yeah. We were just in town for the day, so we did a lot of touristy things. Fuck yeah, you are really into talking to me, and I love that about you. <laughs> it's like really great. What touristy stuff did you do? Or like, what was your favorite thing that you did that was touristy today? Uh, Griffith Observatory was really cool. Great. That, yeah. Uh huh. What'd you like about it? Uh, James Dean, because you're seeing James Dean again, right here, except this time, got eyeballs. Sculpture doesn't have eyeballs. Why do they do that? It's weird. They should put eyeballs in that, but then it would probably be really weird, and then I'd be like, yeah, take those back out. I was wrong. What'd you like about it? Was it just cool up there? It's pretty cool up there. Uh, yeah, I guess just the nature of it being first time, beautiful view. Yeah, first time. History and all that. Yeah, yeah, I dig it. Do you guys agree or you disagree? I just met them today. Oh, okay, perfect. <laughs> That's cool. At the observatory or right now? I have a friend that's friends with him. Uh huh. And we met up. And yes. Then in line, the friend. Yeah, or, the friend. Yeah, yeah, the friend's over there. No, no. no. He's not here. Okay. Like, not here. 
Great. He goes, I should meet up. And so we met up. Uh-huh. And then I met him. Yes. And then I didn't have a ticket, and then someone else in line in front of them had an extra ticket. What the fuck? What kind of a day are you having? <laughs> so wait, did you go to the observatory or you did not go to the observatory? You're no. just coming into this part? I met him like an hour ago. What the hell? <laughs> this is very fun. <laughs> what are you going to do after this? There's ice cream next door. I feel like go have ice cream. <laughs> You two went to the observatory, then she just showed up, and now you're having a great time. And then there's another person that's also having a great time. Now you're gonna have ice cream. I love it. James Dean, the good one, not the shitty one. The dead one, not the shitty one. All right. All right. We have two comics left. Are you excited about it? This is why I don't do crowd work. I'm just, people are saying things, and I'm like. I I have zero commentary on it. Just like, that's great. <laughs> like a kindergarten teacher. Great job sharing. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> I like participation trophies personally. Anyway, okay. I don't like it when people don't like them. What's wrong with you? We're talking about children. Do you realize that? We're like, oh, stupid parts. They're toddlers, for Christ's sake. They should be participating and getting a trophy for it. They're children. Okay. <sighs> Deep centering breaths. I'm not late to the movies. Everything's fine. We've got two comics left. Are you excited about it? I'm pretty excited about it. This next comic, you may have seen them on uh, Last Comic Standing. Please give a warm welcome to Sierra Cattell, everybody! Guys, hey, what's up? Give it up for Rhea, everyone. They're the best. This is cool. I was like right there. Great speaking voices, whoever it was. Very impressed. You guys? Over there? I feel like you guys were miked. Oh, you're right here? Okay, I'm sorry. I was backstage. <laughs> Don't talk to me. Um, no, I'm, it's great to be here. I, I was really worried I was going to be late. Not actually because of traffic, but when I was leaving my apartment, like in the, you know, in like the parking lot, there was like this couple fighting. Yeah, so it's like, I gotta stay and watch the whole thing. Yeah, I gotta, the whole thing. I gotta stay to the end. So I gotta see what happens, right? Come on. You know, I finished all of Netflix. Now we need to go to the live entertainment. I know why you guys are here tonight, right? I mean, it's, it's crazy stuff because it's just fun, I think, for me because I like to kind of, I, I like to learn some strategy. <laughs> but also it's like, it's nostalgic to see like a couple fighting for me. It's very cute, right? It brings me back to like when I was young and my parents used to fight. Remember that? That was a good time. No, no, they're okay now. But it's just, it's cute because then when I see a young couple fighting like that, I just want to talk to them. Like I want to sit them down and be like, but you two, you, you still love me though, right? Like that's, <laughs> like I'm still okay. It's not because of this one. Okay, then keep going. I don't care, right? That's sad. Oh, it's a sad one. Uh... No, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm good. I don't know if you guys can tell in this light, but uh, I guess we should talk about it. I've been Asian this whole time. The whole time. <laughs> since I came out. But before, yeah. I just, I just have to say that now because it's like, you know, it's a cool, fun, trendy time to be Asian American. Hey, remember August when all the Asian movies came out? Crazy Rich Asians? 
I'm still talking about it. It's October, but we're still talking about it. it fun time, but yeah, I mean, I gotta say, I was Asian before it was cool. Okay, so just a little, hopefully, some of you as well, but we'll see. Can't tell. Oh, good. Uh, no, it's fine. And then now, right now, everybody wants to be Asian. Everyone's trying to climb on the bandwagon, which is, well, that's fine. You know, we'll let it happen. Doors open. Just take your damn shoes off, right? It's a thing. Don't wear your... You just wear your shoes. Do you wear your shoes in the house? In the home? Never? Okay, thank God. Thank God. I would have had to ask you to leave. No. I, I mean, it's fine, but I think, like, in the home, you know, it's like where... It's like if, I, you know, you, like, go out in your outdoor clothes and then you climb into bed at night. But also, if the way you walk is by scooting your butt on the floor all day and then you climb that into bed... It's disgusting. <laughs> anyway, so I'm glad we got that out of the way. But you're all invited to dim sum. It's fine. Uh, no, I mean, it's fine. What do you guys think of me? What do you guys think of me so far? <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, I just, I feel like I got to ask that because I'm always like, look, what are we doing here? Like, I, when I do stand up, I'm like, this is just me going up to m- multiple people and being like, do you like me? <laughs> and I like, nah, this? You like me yet? You know, like, I, that's like all of it. I don't know. It's weird because it's how I am. I just think that, you know, maybe it's because I'm a woman or, you know, whatever, but it's like I feel like I've been trained to just need approval and, like, freaking want people to like me. It's like a prison. (laughs) It's awful. (laughs) You guys like me? Uh, Yeah? Am I doing okay? You like that last thing when I talked about I want people to like me? Uh... (laughs) But it's stressful, man. Like, I, I, I was, uh, it's like I got honked at the other day. Yeah, I mean, still shaking, right? It's like, does he, does he not like me? It's awful. Oh, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. I just, I gotta, I think it's, a, it'll come with age that I just gonna become more, you know, less insecure. Ah, we'll find out, right? I'm trying to, just trying to actually, maybe it's because I just, I'm trying to get stronger as a person, but physically too. Like, I don't know if you can tell, but I've been exercising, or one exercise um, in particular. I'm just doing kegels, guys. I'm just only that. Sorry, I should have. I should have said that first. But yeah, doing lots of kegels, which is when you work out your vagina, which is great. I like to talk about it on stage because. You know, then everybody who's got a vagina, then they're like, oh yeah, I gotta do my kegels. And then you can do them. You can do them here, anywhere. So you're welcome, yeah? You don't have to set that phone alarm, that's me. That's what I do every night. I just spread the word. Um, but it's fun, it's fun, important to do. And I will say, you know, what's, what, what's really interesting about kegels um, for me is like, so my routine is basically, <laughs> I like to, um, you know, find a, like a, a nice place, like a, a kind of a quiet place uh, to sit first. Um, look kind of like here, right? So, and you just sit, you, you do your kegel, you know, and then the weirdest thing will happen whenever I do that is my phone will buzz and I'll check it. And it's like a, it's a news headline that another powerful man has fallen in the media. <laughs> Isn't that weird? So, yeah. As their vaginas grow stronger, they fall. It's <laughs> so strange. <laughs> weird coincidence. Um, but yeah, so keep going. <laughs> oh boy, now we're all being saved. 
by this. I'm very happy about everything that's going, the Me Too movement, everything. But there are, you know, because there are creepy dudes out there, right? You know who you are. Huh? Ah? Ah? No, I just, yes, be careful. I, be careful of the creepy dudes. Um, what's so weird? I know, I mean, you know, it, I guess what's tough is like dealing with interactions now. I think I used to be more like nice to everybody. You know, we talked about this likability thing already. It's like, I, I guess, some, you know, you have to stand up for yourself when it comes to creepy dudes, right? But sometimes people have told me that I'm a little bit of a pushover. Um, which, I mean, whatever, they can say whatever they want about me, what am I gonna do, right? But <laughs> it's just like, you guys are looking, what am I? Um, but <laughs> no, and I think it comes from the fact that, you know, I don't wanna get in like a physical fight, right? Like what's gonna happen if I make someone angry, like, eh, eh, could be killed with like a light slap, right? It's, that's a fly swat. So I gotta be strategic about it. So what I've discovered is like, an, a way for me or someone of my demeanor to kind of like deal with those situations is, um, I just gotta be a little smarter about it. So, say say like a, a, a you know you're in a bar or something, and a creepy dude's coming on to you. You're not interested. What I like to do most is I um, I'm, I'm honest. I'm like, oh look, I'm so sorry, sir. Uh, but nobody told you. I'm actually I'm 12 years old. <laughs> I was born in 2006. Yeah. See that quick math there? You gotta update that every New Year, or else it's gonna get you. Okay. All right. That's all I got for you. I'm Sierra. In honor of National Coming Out Day last week, we wanted to tell you about the show Homophilia on Earwolf. Homophilia is a queer comedy party where hosts Dave Holmes and Matt McConkey grill LGBTQ celebrities on what they're loving and who they're loving. They have in-depth, eye-opening, and hilarious conversations about everything from their pop culture obsessions to their guests' personal experiences with dating, sex, and love. Get to know a different side of people like Trixie Mattel from Drag Race, John Lovett from Pod Save America, Margaret Cho, and more. Uh, I was also on there recently, too, and I had a wonderful time, and guess what? I talked about baseball. Episodes are released every Friday, just in time for the weekend. Listen and subscribe to Homophilia Now on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Erica, tell everybody, let her hear it! Adorably exiting the stage. What a wonderful human being. Yep. No, I just, I wanted to see how quiet I could get it. And I could hear someone's snacks. And I really just like that. There was like some snacks rustling. I just wanted to see if I could get it all the way silent. Can't. <laughs> I just like to dig myself back out of that. Because there's another comic coming up. And I got it all the way quiet. And so now I have to work harder. But here's the thing. I found an axe backstage. Because like, of course I did. I just went like this. And then an axe flew into my hand. Kind of like a Thor in that way. It's totally a prop axe. But you believe for a minute that I just like dug around and found like a real one. For like a second, all of you were like, holy shit, they found an axe back there? It's just a little silver plastic thing, but it was still pretty cool. I took a picture. Of course I did. Check out my Instagram story. I'm trying not to do too many Instagram stories because I was like relying on it, I think, as therapy for a while. And I will say that a good way to know that you're doing way too many Instagram stories is that the dots up at the top get so tiny, it's like Morse code. <laughs> Just like SOS, 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 SOS. <laughs> Great, awesome. We have one final comic left. Are you excited? 
All these comedians are my favorite, but this one is especially my favorite because I've known him for a very long time. We've been doing comedy together, I guess, kind of in a way. He taught me a lot about comedy in Chicago. He ran a very great open mic. Very, 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 very great comedian. Please give it up for Adam Burke, everybody. Typical for Rhea, isn't she amazing? They're awesome. Yeah, I know, I know Rhea from uh, Chicago. I've, I've lived in Chicago now for like uh, 14 years, but I actually grew up overseas. I grew up in the north of Ireland and London, which is why now I have this dumb fucking accent. <laughs> My accent now is just thick enough to be annoying, but not enough to be charming, you know? <laughs> I always mention it up top because the last time I didn't mention it, I got a minute in and someone at the back yelled out, where the fuck are you from anyway? And the rest of the audience had been in public before, but you just never know what's going to happen. I got to go back to Ireland this summer uh, for the first time in a long time. It was very exciting. Uh, I noticed, though, when I flew back to America, though, I had awful jet lag. The problem with telling people you have jet lag, it's just the most pretentious way of saying you are tired. (laughs) Telling people you have jet lag, you're just going, oh, my fatigue comes with air miles. (laughs) You need a passport to be this exhausted. (laughs) You may as well be lying in an old steamer trunk just fanning yourself with a pith helmet or you're tucking out from a 12-hour shift at Rite Aid. How very domestic. (laughs) I flew over to Ireland uh, on a carrier on an airline called Aer Lingus. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar, but even if you're not, can we agree that Aer Lingus is the most hilarious name? (laughs) Aer Lingus sounds like Michael Jordan came out with a line of dental dams. That (laughs) is a fun little joke about responsibly administering oral sex. If the people you're with aren't laughing, make some fucking changes in your life. Even Michael Jordan was the goat of going down on people. He used to take off from the free throw line and just land perfectly. It's where the term Space Jam came from. Anyway, not the point. (laughs) It was a very exciting time to be back in Ireland because I was over there just as they were voting to legalize abortion for the first time in the country's history. Yes, very exciting. Yeah. But I kind of felt weird about it, you know, because on the one hand, I was very excited that my country had been dragged into the 21st century. On the other hand, I felt really bad for all of my cousins who have 19 children for whom this has come a little too late, you know? All my cousins were like, on the one hand, yay. On the other hand, I could have used this, how old are you? Six? Six and a half years ago. We could have had a pool and said we got fucking Eamon over here. Fucking... All my cousins have kids. They do a weird thing with their kids. I've noticed my cousins. And my parents did it to me, too. When their kids get home from school, they'll ask them, what did you learn at school today? What did you learn at school? Why do parents ask their kids what they learned at school that day? Like, it's never going to be anything useful. It's never going to be like a stock tip. Your daughter never gets home like, hey, Ma, buy copper. It's never going to be... It's never anything you can use in an emergency. You're never like, oh, Cody, thank God you're home. Listen, what did you learn at school today? Was it anything to do with construction or feline CPR? Because the roof has collapsed and the cat has stopped breathing. Sorry, all they taught us was how to draw a turkey with our hand. Ah, go to your room, Cody. You're dead weight, you piece of shit. 
Not only do I think parents shouldn't ask their kids what they learned at school, and this is where I'm going to lose about half of you, but I think it should be reversed. I think teachers should have to ask kids what they learned at home. Because <laughs> there's no government oversight and whatever bullshit your parents overhear or mishear or make up. I'll give you an example. When I was a kid, I asked my dad. I said, Dad, how tall are you? He said, son, I'm six foot two. I said, Dad, I thought you were exactly six foot tall. He said, son, there's only been one person in history who's exactly six foot tall. And that person was Mr. Jesus Christ Esquire. <laughs> Not only did I believe my father that Jesus was the only person to be exactly six foot tall, I went around repeating that as scientific fact until well into my 20s. <laughs> Just being needlessly skeptical of anyone claiming to be 72 inches on the dock. And what's worse is at the time I was working as a door guy at a bar checking IDs, just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Not so fast. Says here you're exactly six foot tall, yet somehow you're not 2,000 years old. How come you can turn water into wine, but you can't fake a decent Illinois license? Beat it, Nazarene! <laughs> I told my friend that. I was like, can you believe I fell for the exactly six-foot Jesus nonsense? He said, I can't believe that's what you find least plausible about that whole story. <laughs> there are other plot holes in that book. <laughs> I, am, I am an immigrant, you know, but I'm still, I'm still a straight white male, so the enemy. Uh, I understand. You know, like, every time I open my mouth, an unemployed Guatemalan woman gets her uterus foreclosed upon. I get it. <laughs> It doesn't really happen. Fucking count out. <laughs> straight men are having a real fucking PR moment in this country. People are realizing that straight men in this country are the cigarettes of people. We're mostly white. We're especially dangerous in packs. And you don't even have to put one of us in your mouth for us to ruin your life. It is that secondhand toxicity you have to worry about. Like, even straight male relationships are fucking awful. Friendships. I've got a friend. I'd call him my best friend. Every time he sees me, he just insults the crap out of me. He's always like, ah, there you are, Berkey, you greasy piece of shit with your face like a Croatian witch and your skin like tainted oatmeal. Shouldn't you be out not making people laugh? That's not the messed up part. The mess up part is one time I saw him, he didn't say anything. That night I texted him, are you mad at me? <laughs> what did I do? But I am learning stuff about uh, like feminism, which is very exciting stuff. I felt stupid that I don't know, didn't know before. Like a friend of mine was explaining there's different levels of feminism. It's not one size fits all, depending on your background. And the way it was explained to me was through music. They said, well, if you listen to music, you know, when a white woman sings a song of female empowerment, it's different from when a non-white woman sings a song of female empowerment. I, w I wasn't sure what they were talking about, but I think this is what they meant. I could be wrong. Like, when a white woman sings a song of female empowerment, it's always like an abstract metaphor. It's always a woman going, I want to be a lion made of fireworks and swing a wrecking ball like I'm royalty. No, that's, that's awesome. But you can't be that. DeVry doesn't have an associate in royal fireworks lion. But meanwhile, when black women sing a song of female empowerment, it's way more grounded in reality. It's way more attainable goals. Like Destiny's Child 
had a song called Bills. It's his fiscal solvency. C is over here going, I don't need dollar bills to have fun tonight. No, that's cool, but I need something to pay the friggin' mortgage, you know? Mary J. Blige had a song called No Drama. Can we go 24 hours without any bullshit? Meanwhile, white women are over here going, I crashed my car into a bridge. I don't care. Oh, we would love to join in your little DUI anthem. But we can't all Lindsay Lohan our way out of vehicular manslaughter. Finally, Aretha Franklin had a song called Respect. Just basic common decency. I don't need to be a jungle cat made out of explosives. Just don't treat me like garbage. I'll spell it for you if that helps. That'll do it for me. Thanks so much, everybody. Guess what? That's our show. Wasn't it wonderful? I thought so. You should come back next week. I'll be here again. Give it up for everybody who saw it for me. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Put your hands together. 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 Get ready to laugh with your hands together. Put your hands together. Get ready to clap with your hands together. Put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. <laughs> Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> Ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season three of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.